Happy birthday to you, Mr. President. Not the intro they wanted. However, it is Tuesday, Podcast Tuesday, and happens to be our birthday. Woo-hoo! We're turning 21. 21. All wow, over 20 again. 20 was crazy. <laughs> Just kidding. We're turning 34. Random twin fact. My mom had a C-section and chose 112288. Twin numbers. Four twins. I tell that to every Olive yeah, Garden the waiter. The Olive Garden waiter was very <laughs> impressed and did give us a tiramisu. You know, two tiramisus. Two, yeah. Tiramisus. Okay. <laughs> so, Corey, this is the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. What could somebody expect to learn? Podcast? Well, each week what we try to do is bring one marketing nugget to you. If you implement it this week, you'll see benefits from, from it. For weeks to come. So there's wow, what a sale. Weeks to come. <laughs> Don't let it work. Uh, but we enjoy it. We go over the marketing nuggets. We cover some group stuff. We cover some coursework. Uh, we got sponsors. That only reason we got this podcast going. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Okay, so jumping into today's topic, you wanted to work a recipe backwards. Actually, you wanted to work cost, price, price sticker backwards. price backwards. The reason why solopreneurs are amazing people. I am one, so that's how I know. You're a duopreneur champ. I'm right here. Sometimes I feel so <laughs> Um But a lot of times what happens when someone runs their own business is the lines of profit and time and cost kind of blur together. I think you get that ecstatic. Okay, when you when you make a sale, yeah. something about so, the brain, the dopamine oh, release, when it, it, serotonin yeah, oh just gosh, soaking it up into yeah. a little white heart, matter, heart gray matter. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is I think we get so stoked. Trust me, I get stoked. stoked. For any sale that we make that we start, stop paying attention to numerical values yes. that ensure that we're producing a profit. You never hear a business, you never want to hear about a business not operating profitably. Maybe tech, overvalued tech can, but cookie <laughs> yeah. cannot. <laughs> so what Corey's talking about is taking that sales sticker price and accounting for everything necessary to produce the good. Yeah. So a lot of times what we do is we get comfortable, we get to tiered pricing, which is very common and works great if you know your numbers. Um, the cost of butter is on the rise. <laughs> Eggs are golden. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times people won't account for those fluctuating expenses in their business and they'll just stick with what they know. Because we have a little bit of business ownership fear of the raising prices yeah. because of the supply and demand curve. It feels so bad. Wait, if it feels so good to get a sale, it feels so bad to lose one. <laughs> Maybe 10 times worse. Right. <laughs> it's like almost a fear. Like, you know, kind of like when you know the customer is about to go ask the imaginary husband, uh, then you're like, well, I lost that but one. Is it me? Is, is it, it my product? Are they saying they don't want me? I think they're saying the economy is shifting in just a tinge and the price of butter has exceeded my budget, yeah. my butter budget. So what I want to do is these are all made up numbers, but it's from common numbers I see a lot in the group. But I want to say we had a great discussion in the comment thread that happened, I want to say on Saturday. Someone said, I'm pretty frustrated. Um, I ordered- Me too, person. Me too. <laughs> I ordered new cutters for this order didn't charge it to the customer, and now the customer wants to change the theme. Mm, interesting conundrum. Interesting conundrum. The reason why she was frustrated is because she didn't include the cost of the new cutters in her order. People, the cat wants out. He's so tall, and he's so noble, <laughs> and he's so old. Bye, babe. 
You have a great. We put it the. I, I put the tree up early. Yeah. Cat loves that. He's Cats torn. Love he loves it. They yeah. do. I think it's a little nature. He feels back to I his feel old. Like they have something above them, uh-huh. so they're like. Also, I kind of feel like he's like I'm outside, but I'm inside. I know. I'm warm, yeah. but I'm this also this is a plastic thing above me, but it feels true. <laughs> yeah. Like. Also, my body is just right there. Um, I guess your cat turned your tree into a body. <laughs> my my cat. It's the cutest thing. He's got the tiniest little snozzy. He's just adorable. A fluff. A he's a weird ball. looking cat, but he is absolutely the most personable. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's not a normal person. He's, he's weird. Yeah, but he got under my tree, and all my tree matches. It's like that. I thought it was pretty checkered, good. Too. Yeah, checkered thing, and he just peed on the little gingham. Gingham is it gingham? I think gingham the is checkered. Yeah, is affluent people's checkered. Oh yeah, so it's gingham, and he just peed on the tree skirt. Well, there was no you got to go. You got to go. So you know those ones you can get those metal like barricades. It was a barricade. How do you know he's not going to tinkle winkle on that? You can't. You fall right off <laughs> straight up. Back to money that pays for copious tree skirts. True. So you're going to see, and I think this is a fair opinion to have, is that some people will charge custom cutters mm-hmm. to the client. Some people won't. In the argument that they'll use this cutter again. Yeah. The thing is, me and Heather are 100%. You, you To start up a business, it's going to cost you something. Startup costs, yeah. It's startup costs. Investments. And startup costs are normal for Corey and business. I once put one grand down each, and we were like, well, let's <laughs> make see. it work. Let's see if this works. You know, like the guy in Project Runway when he's like, make, make it, it work. work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. But startup costs are something that every business runs into. Apparently, I need the Nancy cutter. <laughs> eventually, you can't call everything a startup cost right. <laughs> when you've been in business. It's got to kind of be self-sufficient. Yeah. You can't be operating at a loss. Now, I'm going to pitch, and it will work back the, sure. the thing. You could charge – here's how I'd mix it. i give it a little bit of both okay. for a custom a custom custom cutter. Yeah. Like if someone's like, hey, here's my wedding invite, and I want this flower as yes. a cutter, I would charge 100% of that cutter to them. It's 100% made yes. for them. I'll never use that again. Every other – outside of that very specific thing, mm-hmm. for cutters that can be used in possibly more than one, I would include that in my indirect costs. So every – Every order actually pays into this cutter fund. I think that's 100% great. Right. When I'm talking to a customer, I say, what cookies in the set are your must-haves? Well, that's a solid Before question. Before I price them out. Because if they're including a cutter that I don't have, must it's have must-have. Right. That I Do you tell them that? Things. Do you that, tell them that the the no, price of cutter? They're not. They're not on that side of my business. So they're not rolling and cutting dough with me. Right. I. If you did, I'd almost assume that they change their scope. But you know, I say sometimes. But they were fine with the package abs- price. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's what I wanted to just talk about. A lot of times I see this price, it's pretty common $42 a dozen. Okay. Um, some people are above, some people are below. Just work it's on industry medium. average. Yeah. Right. So let's say a customer, let's say Heather wants two dozen cookies. Okay. I'm going to pull up an Excel spreadsheet and type these in. All right. So Heather wants two dozen, $42 a dozen. It makes us at $84. Why do I order. need these cookies? What am I doing with my You're life right buying, now? It's a birthday gift for me. Oh. Okay, so half go to you and half go to me. <laughs> so we're going to do two dozen at what, $42? $42, making it 84 bucks. Okay. Now, a lot of times, solopreneurs will, for some reason, combine hourly wage and profits. We don't want to do that because you've got to act like you've you're got to act like there's boss three. Heather yep. and employee Heather. If you, if boss Heather, yeah. if let's pretend, let's pretend you've worked, um, in a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pretend the owner comes and says, "Well, Heather, thank you so much. We're not going to pay you, but you've earned, you've paid into the profitability of the company. Thank you so much. The profit margins are solid. Um, however, you did work for free. Yeah, 
That's you how would I, immediately quit. You would quit. That's how I think of it. There's Corey, my employee, and there's me. You got to respect owner. both. If I went to, if you're listening to this podcast and you worked for me and we and you baked cookies for me and I said, hey, you, uh, business was a little tight this week. I'm going to need a borrowed, I'm going to need to take 10 bucks from you um, to help me keep the lights on here. Yeah, absolutely not. I worked for those $10. I have my own family to feed. But that's what a lot of bakers are treating themselves. Yes, You're your worst boss. Because yeah, you feel like it's still coming to right. you. It's all going into my pocket, so it must be profit. However, no, it's a part of your cost, your labor cost, your ingredients cost, build into that sales price. Yes. Okay, so then you're like, okay, labor and ingredients, great. Then I'm going to do that. No, you're still not profitable yet. We did pay for your labor. Let's That's your time. for the labor. Okay. It's, you want to make 10 bucks an hour, and this two dozen order is going to take us five hours. That's right. 50 bucks. Right. Okay, people are like, I can do it faster than that. No, you going to the store to find the ingredients, standing in the long target checkout line. Okay. You making the dough, you cutting the dough, and you icing those cookies. That, every single second of that is going into the price of this. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, what you know, they always see this question, like, I'm new. It takes me longer, so do I make more hourly? No, you actually have a lower hourly rate. If it takes you longer, because that's where your skills come in. So mm-hmm. I know we always like, don't charge according to your skills. You charge labor according to your skill. So if you work really fast, but you're very good, uh-huh. we're going to have a higher hourly rate. Just like somebody who's very good at what a, yeah, what people. Yeah, like hair people. All oh, yeah. Like great. somebody who's very good at balayage. They, <laughs> they can, <laughs> and they do it fast and they do it well. They, they're they going to have a higher hourly rate. Let's say somebody's just, yeah, there's the Paul Mitchell School at Tyson's. There is. It's where people are learning to uh-huh. get into hair uh, care. Yeah. No. Hair. Cutting. Cutting. Yeah. Um. So they, you can go there for a big discount. They take longer. So they're not going to charge you more because they take longer. They're going to charge you less because their hourly rate is less. They don't have the skill developed. Yeah. So that's how. So like if you're like, well, I'm kind of new, your hourly rate's going to be less than, Corey said, $10 an hour. Let's say $7.50. <laughs> the minimum wage is set by a state, but you can charge less or more depending on how yeah. you want to value your time. It is your personal decision, yeah. but it cannot be zero. You can't, it cannot. It cannot be it zero. cannot. The thing is, you can work at not a profit and slowly die. <laughs> oh. like, you can throw, like we did, $2,000 in the bank and slowly dwindle it away until you have nothing. Right. So you, can't, you won't be a failure today. You'll be a failure in like two months from now. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't account for labor, but you're accounting for profit, technically you're losing in your labor costs and you're slowly closing. You are slowly Congratulations. Closing. You're making very slow sales towards the closed right. door. Right. Okay, so we have our overall cost is $84. We have an hourly rate of $10 an hour working five hours to 50. So we have a remainder of 30. I guess these are made up numbers, but made let's up just numbers. Work. So let's just say, just for the ease of math, that to make the ingredients to make these two dozen cookies. The ingredients okay. cost, so the vanilla bean paste, extract, cost of butter on the rise, okay. flour and eggs, is 50 cents a cookie. We have 24 cookies, 12 bucks. Okay. Are you doing this math in your head? Did you do it already? I did already. Good. Because I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I can't even type this math. So, okay, uh, 34 minus 6. We're now working with a remaining $28 to allocate for indirect and profit. And profit. So what is profit of the percentage that people aim towards recommended because okay, everyone's always like what's the number i, I need know. to charge it's between 15 and 20 percent again that if you're in a growth phase you may have lower profitability it is all fluctuation but if you want a target okay 20 so what's 20 percent of what we're working with 
Crying. People are like doing this in math. If you're doing this in math in your head, I don't want to hear for you. 1680 is uh 20% off of $84. Okay, so now what are what's our leftover here? For my indirect? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. We're looking at eleven twenty with that cover. So okay. these are my indirect costs. Now people ask hold what on. are we're not even done with our ingredients. We haven't done packaging yet. Which is Ew. going to come out of this before we so even get to our indirect one, one box to fit a dozen, two dozen, this, what are we looking at? my box is one dollar. A dollar? For those Target ones, but those are not the branded ones you got me, just so you know. Yeah, those are three forty. Okay, so if we cover packaging at a, just a dollar, which seems low. Okay. But also seems healthy. The heat sealed bags are six cents that I use, so 24 of them is a dollar forty-four. Six cents? Goodness, the... The okay, the heat sealed bags. No, they're worth. <laughs> I was using those things like they were free. Yeah, you can't. No, I, buy, I bought off Amazon. I did math when I came. Okay, here. but you can buy in bulk though. Um, shred, <laughs> shred a to cover the bottom of the box. If I say the average shred thing I buy is two ninety nine, and you need mm-hmm. half of it, what's half two ninety nine? People, like, do you really buy me two? Okay, it's a dollar. One point four nine five, so a dollar fifty. Okay, so now what are we at with our extras? Uh, we have a remaining budget of our cost to seven dollars and thirty one cents. Seven dollars and thirty one cents. So I've heard that indirect cost maybe sure. can be around point one five if we want to be healthy. So we're already operating at a negative for that. So maybe we adjust that down to point ten. Maybe adjust that down point oh seven. Let's do point oh seven. See if we can still. Okay, we can come that up to point. What is pointing? What's that total? We have, if we want to allocate 9% for indirect cost, we're still at a negative, but we're just a couple pennies away from each other. So what is 9% of that? Seven of $84 yeah. is seven fifty six. So seven fifty. What is indirect cost? Now, this is where people who we're work 26 from home. We're at $0.26. Cent loss. But we can take that from our profit if we wanted to be less profitable. If you, if you want to be less profitable. But what comes out of profits? What are things that we come out of? We can do a lot with profits. Let's go back to indirect. Sure, sure. Because indirect costs are this ambiguous thing that covers the cost of electricity from turning on your oven. Yeah. Uh, Gas to get to the store to buy your ingredients. The gas to get to your store. Uh, Indirect costs are insurance, Mm -hmm. state registration fees, this kind of ambiguous thing. So every sale you make has to pay the Pied Piper of indirect costs because otherwise you're not counting how the electricity to turn on stuff. You're going to be borrowing from that employee's $50 an hour. You're going right. to be like, I need a little bit of cash. So you can see how the umbrella is important, that the umbrella covers 100% of the things. Otherwise, you're secretly stealing from yourself. Secretly. Secretly stealing from your business. And you don't want to mix business and pleasure. We don't want to have our business account and our personal accounts grabbing from the same kofa. I will say that's probably what made me and Heather really true to what our costs were, that we only have used business accounts. Because I'm horrified by tax day. I am I get sweaty, panicky, maybe hives on a good day. I hate when our uh, accountant calls and is like, I saw this charge here. It's so funny. We got uh, Corey used a company card to get fuel Fuel at a Wawa's. And, uh, of course, it had a card skimmer there. (laughs) And I never checked the work phone that's tied to the text. And I said, this this is when you question your uh, business partner, right? So Corey is my twin. (laughs) But it was like. Your your um, charge at Dress Lily has been approved. Your charge at Chick-fil-A has been approved. Your charge at Jersey Mike's has been approved. But they were coming in so fast. So fast. Your charge at Best Buy has been approved. And I was like, well, Corey, she snapped <laughs> and she's stealing from the company. And I don't. So I, like, how, how am I supposed how to tell you, Corey? I texted you. Like, hey, you. I said, you. hey, are you buying dresses? <laughs> and am I invited? 
And Corey's like, no, I didn't buy a dress. Anyway, so we ended up canceling the card, filing the fraud claim, forgetting to tell the accountant about it. So she calls Corey and she's like, okay, I guess you got married and charged it all the company card. So we're going to have to, I said, oh my goodness, we were, ha- we were hacked. She bought a wedding dress. I was like, no, you're invited. I eloped twice. <laughs> no wedding dresses. So we want to cover it back to our cost. We want to make sure that umbrella covers everything. Now with profit, profit's mm. where we can have a little, that's where the business owner can take dividends or whatever. That's where you can invest into that eddy fund out of your profits. Yes. That's where you can fund uh, marketing campaigns or you can take that out of your indirect costs, whatever you guys want to yeah, do. But you also have to think the wear and tear of your KitchenAid mixer. It's going to eventually break down. Where's that money I don't know. From? Someone said, I'll buy a Bosch when KitchenAid breaks down. I said, well, it looks like you're never going to buy a Bosch and those things keep going. They do. They do. There's but this guy go, on TikTok that mi- fixes kitchen aids. Yeah, but like, it looks like butter teach cream. a thing, and we couldn't make it work. Oh, why? I don't know. He never responded. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sounds like me and Munbin not being able to make it work. Um, but yeah, when we look at the breakdown of costs, so then we have the whole the whole thing. So if I have right now, I'm working at a for our fake pricing. Uh-huh. I'm working in negative twenty six cents. So I'd have to either charge a lower hourly rate, meaning I'm making less, or I'd have to lessen my profitability, uh-huh. which I could. That gives me – I mean, we want to be as profitable as possible. Right. But I have an aggressive profitability at 20%. Uh-huh. I could lower that down to 15% and allow me to pay back into my indirect. We can't operate at a negative. That's what I'm saying mm-hmm. is you have to move around the numbers, but we have to come at kind of like a net zero. Right. You want to – that's that's the, probably the goal. <laughs> right. So when when you have an order come in that has a custom cutter – now, okay, give me a vibe. If I'm not printing your cutters, what are they costing? You're not paying me, so pretend you pay somebody. between five and six. Bucks. For custom? For, for and custom shipped? Cutter? Not shipped. Okay, give me shipped. It depends. So then I, I'm not ever going to ship one. Oh, you crazy person. No, like, Pretend it's one. Pretend it's one. Four fifty. So we're at 12-ish dollars Let's for this Let's just say guy? 10 for the, for the sake of the argument. Now you can start seeing why people are buying 3D printers because at $10 for a single cutter, this printer in front of me, this Ender 3, yeah. not recommending it. I do have it. It does work. If you are willing to be patient, that whole thing costs $100 right now. 100 bucks. So for 10 custom cookie cutters. How much does a cookie cutter technically cost to make? I think it may be Sam... Sam from Sam's Cookie University said it was around 32 cents. I'm not sure where I saw that. It was on some 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 32 cents. Now you see, well, if I print my own cutters, then I have a much larger margin to work with, or I can pass that cost on of the custom cutter to the client. Here's the thing. To make your own cutter, there's time involved. But you can buy the STL file now. You're you're saving. It's probably 250 now. No, this is a custom wedding invite recreate this flower cutter. Oh, so you're just mm-hmm. doing it from this the brain straight, cells. So how straight long does custom. It take when I say make me a custom cutter, how long does it take you? The well, I gotta say, if you have Sam's Bella thing, the Bella yeah. plugin, it's two seconds. I mean, it's but there's still the learning curve, the knowledge curve, the time curve. And so I'm Bella not charging you anything. Money as well. Uh, I think it's a hundred dollars, and then you can have the commercial license too. So I don't know the yeah. licensure behind it. But if I build mine the ch- my chintzy way uh-huh. that don't doesn't really look good, mm. but it cuts down, man. Uh, I would say that could take me up to f- f- five to 10 minutes to create, but three hours. Nobody judge my Kira settings, yeah. my slicer settings. Uh, three to hours print. to print. Time, man. 
time. Time. So and I'm not going to charge time. No, I'm not yeah. paying you're not him, Mister <laughs> Andrew. How much is your hourly rate? But taking those costs in house, outside of the electricity and the cost of any software, we can definitely lessen the cost. But back to the argument that if you don't want to learn Ender Three Pro you're, Fusion Three Sixty and the Slicer yeah, program, you're ordering a cutter. <laughs> you're ordering a cutter at ten dollars. Now, if we're working at a margin, so I can take from my was my profit is sixteen dollars and eighty cents. Okay, sixteen dollars is not a lot. It, no, but if I say I'm not charging the client, I'll take the hit. Okay. My profit is only $6.80 because I spent $10 on but the cutter. But here's the argument that they will say. You'll use that cutter again, though. I would I say it's case-by-case case basis. I think it's – no one has ever asked me for a farm set of mm. cookies. I think one person asked, I said, I own zero of those cutters. And I wasn't willing to buy six of them for an order. I was going to make zero negative dollars. <laughs> but you could pass the cost on to them. Or I'd like to say, then you have the problem. Okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to absorb this cost. I need a profitable company. If you know your numbers, you can say, yeah. well, this here's how much flexibility I have. Customer, I'm going to have to charge you $120 for this order. Or I'm going to charge you 80. We're working off of 42 yeah. a dozen or 42 a dozen or two dozen? 42 a dozen. 42 a dozen. I'm going to have to add 30 additional dollars for something you'll never get. I know. The cookie cutters. So someone said in the comments, I don't think it's fair that you charge them for the custom cutter and don't offer to give them that cutter. That would be weird. But I get it. It'd also be fair. Here's what I would recommend. Avoid custom cutters at all costs. Find the workaround. Take those plaques. plaques. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, My issue... And I think I went about it the wrong way when I started is I like cookies to fit on the shapes that fit on them. And I think Why? it takes a long, I think they're cute, but I'm also, you have to do a base layer on plaques and mm-hmm. then the image on top of that. Oh, so more ingredients more cost, time. more time cost. Yeah. More dehydrators, not charging the whole <laughs> Markerators. Um, so that's why I'm, I like when cutters fit the actual actual, actual objects versus using plaque cutters. But plaque cutters are smarter. Plaque cutters are business savvy. They are business That's savvy. why everyone has Nancy. Who makes the Nancy cutter? Kalita Cuts. Kalita Cuts? How do you say it? Kalita Cuts? Somebody tells Corey Sabine saying Kalita this whole time. I think so. Kalita. I think it's Kalita. Kalita. Kaleidoscope. Her name's Heather. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hello, Heather. <laughs> so, so yeah, a lot of people use the Nancy cutter. I took a poll in the group. It wasn't a poll. It was a picture poll. If you could only use one cutter again, what would it be? And like Nancy 90% of people said the Nancy one because it's so flexible and allows them to accommodate the things people were changing this cookie cutter into. Oh. Fascinating. They were cutting an elf in half and making it yeah. a nameplate elf. But that's such a savvy oh. business approach to flip these cutters. Color, cutter flipping is such a genius thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes when someone orders from me and they have an inspiration picture, I'll be like, what in this photo is something you're wanting to see? And they'll circle four of them. And I'll be like, I have three of those cutters. If you're willing to let the other one go, I can make it. That's a nice, that's a nice approach to letting the client have a say Uh in it so that they get, you know, if you, if you said I can do 75% of what you want, the best possible and reduce cost. If you had told me that I'd tell you, absolutely. Another issue I run into is I'll mess up at least one or two cookies in an order that are not allowed for in this price. You need to factor it in there. You Otherwise, you could possibly ri- be risking – well, you're definitely risking your I'm profits. I'm for my profits to, right. to fix those two things. Yeah. If you're not uh, – indirect costs also cover software subscription. Like we use QuickBooks, which has a yearly fee. Yeah. And, you know, I use some applications. My job form, I get that bill. Job the form. Gmail thing, I get that bill. These are all – so your indirect costs, every sale should have indirect costs built in. Otherwise, you're not going to account for the cost of that. Now, one app I really like, uh, the guy, his name is Ben, with YNAB, You Need a Budget, allows you to see where your money is going, but also 
build a budget towards these larger yeah, purchases like Eddie. Just like, and those weird software costs that are almost like, dare I say, you don't see them. So sometimes Death by a thousand cool. cuts. Yes, that's exactly so what So I use YNAB in my personal life. We should. I was going to build it out for the business, but I'll work on that later. I don't feel like doing it right now. I don't feel like crying a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, th- the solution to this is charge a price high enough that that ensures profitability. Yeah. So I'll say that I'm not sure you would have to sit down and really go through your cookie pricing, uh-huh. which fluctuates a lot because of the cost of ingredients. That's yeah. that's a big thing. If the cost of butter, which it must have spiked, you know, again, I'm not the baking twin, but it must have gone up enough that I saw a ton of posts, maybe in the last two months, but they've simmered a bit. Typically, the brand that I buy is $379. Give me this. Okay. Now it is six oh two. Wow. Three seventy nine to six oh two. Uh-huh. So just maybe a forty percent roughly increase. Yeah. That's it's so Corey should not eat those costs. I, I, the thing you is, un- I, this is why, let me just bring it back to economics. This is why inflation is so dangerous. Because if inflation goes unchecked, Corey has, the, the butter people have to raise their prices because the cost of raising cows or whatever has increased. So they pass that cost on to Corey because they're not taking the hit. They're not leaving the price of butter at three, what did you say, 76? 379. 379. So they're not going to say, well, we're going to keep, we're going to take, we're going to make less profit and let Corey just buy butter at 379. No, they're going to be like, hey, that's now six, what? 602. It's now 602. Corey turns around, buys the butter. Should Corey take the hit? If the cows didn't take the hit, if the butter processor didn't take the hit, if Giant didn't take the hit, Giant's a grocery store, should Corey now take the hit? No, but a lot of us think, well, that'd be so rude of us to charge our audience. Plus, maybe they won't even buy. Welcome to the dangers of inflation. Now, what happens is Corey increases her price because her ingredients costs have gone up. Now she could make less in profit if she wants to make the sale, but okay, risky, risky race to the bottom there. So we turn over and we say, hey, consumer, you now have to pay me more for the same thing. Your dollar is less valuable. And then that's why we see the Fed's raising the interest rate, which will counteract inflation because it forces the value of a dollar to increase, but it also forces it at the expense of our fund money. Yeah. That's yeah. where you see. So Walmart posted record earnings this past month because people, the middle class has turned around and said, well, we got to save some money, honey. We're going to go to Walmart, <laughs> buy Target. The thing is, as a business owner, the fixed costs have to pass through you. You have to pass that. Yeah, along. you're not. You shouldn't die on that hill, huh? You should not die on that no. hill. No, and you'll be like, no, but, but my people customers. are gonna say but they'll listen, not buy. From it's me. a luxury item. They shouldn't be buying it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting thing about this. Okay, whether we're in a recession or not, two uh, periods of an economic uh-huh. downturn or gross GDP, whatever. So what happens is they said this is very unique in that the middle class, the upper middle class, has still still maintained treating themselves. Yeah. Treat yourself. They have taken literally, uh-huh. and people are those people are not cutting fun costs the little expense the little splurges they are cutting travel costs they're yeah. cutting other costs. no that's why i think as bakers we still have tons of orders coming in that's why you need to market towards that audience middle class that's yeah. going to be middle to upper class it's going to be a luxury branding they still want the boxes they still want the shred yeah they want to show up to these parties they can afford it so now look if we ever are targeting off if we go to lower middle class or upper lower class we might <laughs> fall prey to running the race to the bottom. These people are already looking at cost-cutting measures. That's a natural, sustainable thing to do. And you're trying to sell a luxury item? Buddy, you're already on the chopping block. Yeah. 
So what happens, but that's not fear. No, 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 no. The market, the economy, it'll find them something. You may not be it. Yeah. And your pr- your margins, your numbers will dictate whether you can even compete in that space. But I think a lot of times when we don't know our numbers, we, we second guess our pricing because we don't know what it actually truly cost us mm-hmm. to make this dozen. So we're willing to have someone say, I don't think I can afford $42 a dozen. Can you do it for 36 Dangerous. In, in our minds, we're like, maybe I'm only a $36 a dozen baker. This one time I sold this weird car I had. It was like, uh, well, if you want to judge me, what was it thing? The three-wheel thing? Oh, gosh darn it. Oh, come on. Um, a oh, player slingshot. Yeah. Slingshot. Bought it. Shouldn't have had it. Slingshot. Uh, wanted to sell it. Um, I bought it. Every stupid thing you could do. Bought it off the lot. Brand new. No miles. The minute the front tire hit the gravel. So spanking new that Heather couldn't even I had to get go. the price down. She had to pay what they were asking. He laughed. Yeah. When she said. He respectfully like, chuckled. <laughs> uh, anyways, I had it for, I think I only kept it for nine months. Again, do not do as I say, not as I do. No. And I wanted to sell it. There, I owed on it. I financed it. Again, stupid 20s. Done. We all, we all learned. These lessons have been learned. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I didn't have to pay $1 towards it. <laughs> I was stressed the whole time, white-knuckling everything. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was a warranty issue waiting to happen. Uh, so anyways, I owed on it. So my the minimum price I could be offered, I d- wasn't going to be underwater on it. So when anybody said, hey, I'll offer you this less than I'm asking, absolutely, absolutely. hardcore, no. I know my number. The bank knows my number. Yeah. We know our number. And you cannot offer me less than I own. I will not be underwater on this car. So it was very easy to, for me to say because, no because I knew the number. And I also think you had something tangible. I think when we're, our artists are making <laughs> things with their hands, yeah, we are like – My skills, my, I can I – can, we can talk my skills, ourselves yeah. out of it because we're like, but I'm questioning my own worth. Right. Right. You got to know your number and you've got to have the confidence that Navy Federal had in telling me what that slingshot was now, what I owed on it, yeah. right? I When a customer emails me, they will be paying $70 plus. They, I will not accept 70, less than $70. <laughs> because that's your minimum number to produce a profitable business. Yeah. You do not want to be a business operating unprofitably. So not profit, right? Let's say we're operating at a margin. You're not a profit. You are a profit business. You're a for-profit business. Yeah, you are not a non-profit. You're paying tax. This is, you're, you cannot compete with them, right? That is not who you are. It is not what you even can be. Mm-hmm. You have to break up with the thought of being what you deem as fair for a luxury good you're charging. Yeah. What I know we've said before, if it costs you money, you have a hobby. If you make money, you are a business. And a lot of times, unfortunately, when, when people get into the baking business side of it, they started off as a hobby. Well, yeah, we all get there yeah. and we say, well, this isn't working. I, this, this is, is costing me a fortune. <laughs> and then you move into the business side, but then we don't know our numbers because this all started off as fun and games. Now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be charging. This person down the road is charging this much, but this person's charging this much. Should I be in the middle? They're better than me. It doesn't, while your skills and Heather said, come with in the time version. If someone's willing to buy, I will buy a Panera cookie every single day of the week. It's not the prettiest thing, but gosh darn, is it tasty. Oh, they're delicious. So good. Disgustingly good. And I'll buy it for I mean, the price. I think it's three seventy nine, right? Something like that. Maybe three, maybe well, two. Inflation. Yeah, something. We like haven't that. been in a bit. I'm not even looking at my bill. I'm just I'm not. add that to it. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Um, <laughs> it comes down to knowing your costs. To be profitable. Now, here's something you can do. Again, me buying things with engines, not good. But I did buy that Ducati, a motorcycle, right? Uh I want to sell it 
wasn't going to be underwater, and I, that I can guarantee you. I think it was financed. But however, I had paid – motorcycles are pretty inexpensive and compared to cars. But I knew that I had a minimum number that I had to pay off to the bank. Mm-hmm. Again, my 20s, yeah. wild years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I what, I, what I knew is that I wanted to still be in line with my market. Even if that meant I was going to sell the bike at a higher price than what I owed on it, right? So you okay. can do that. Yeah. But you have to know the minimum price required to where, you know, that's why we always tell people. People are like, oh, somebody entered my market. They're charging half my prices. Blinders, man. You can't even compete. You cannot. You will not. You cannot, you cannot. afford to charge half your and prices. And guess what? They can't won't. afford to either. <laughs> so I don't want to ever make fun of people. I hope that they find this group and listen to this podcast and say, yikers, yeah. I don't want to look in the mirror of my numbers, but I have to. Typically, what we see is that people realize eventually that they're operating at a net loss and they'll find this group. Uh, yes. That's my prayer. And then we can bring them back. Because you, you guys, I mean, you know, Corey and I are very business centric, less, sorry, no offense, artist tree. Hey, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to work profitably, even, you know, that's why I say more complicated sets, you're taking more hours to produce the same amount. Maybe unicorns are your guy. Yeah. Maybe that's your seller. If you are doing the most complex set and it takes you 13 hours to do and you're charging what people would be like, they charge $90 for this dozen. Well, let's say you do 13 hours. Your hourly rate for this thing was mm-hmm. $10. Yeah. So, you know, we're working at $130. That's just in labor. That's just So time. you could turn, and if your audience understands that, you could say, okay, my, my labor costs are 130 my indirect costs, my profitability, and then my ingredients is maybe going to put you, just ballpark it here, I assume at that kind of intricacy, you have a lot of tools as well, a lot of ingredients, sure. a lot of methods. You could be looking at maybe a $200 set. Yeah, a $200 set. But it's you're not like pocketing $200 like, I'm making so much money. No, there's time. You're still working off percentages. Yeah. You, the right. time that you're taking on that set, you are not taking other sets. That time is right. now. So has you to have to charge this yeah. exorbitant rate. And then you turn around and you say, hey, audience, let's say you've got a really dialed in upper middle class yeah. audience. Yeah. Okay. Or like lower upper class. Right? You yeah. could say, hey, this is going to make you bell of the literal ball. Yes. Then they might say, hey, $200 is a drop in the bucket. $200 is what I pay from somebody to pick up my dog's poop. Yeah. And then <laughs> that seems like an f- unfair comparison. Yeah. But, <laughs> but 200 bucks yeah. is going to be nothing. Yeah. But you're going to have to have that targeting super, super dialed in. Yeah. When typically we're working with people who are like, yeah, I'm not trying to spend a ton. A ton. My kid really wanted it's that. It's birthday party, party favors. And now like you that. see why audience targeting, your target audience is so important in relation to your price, depending on how complicated you want these sets to be. Yeah. So if you're going to say, hey, middle class is where it's at, which is I think where you're targeting, yeah. you're going to say these people want unicorns for kids. They want to have the cutest gift at the party, but they're also not going to be at a party that's on Le Chateau. Yeah, they're (laughs) something, you know. (laughs) They're going to be at the Chuck E. They step up from a Chuck E. Cheese and they're, you know, it's going to be that kind of vibe. So that's why audience targeting and your product offering have to be really dialed in. When you watch a Toyota commercial, there are kids in the back of that car. Yeah. When you watch a Mercedes commercial, it is like a cute couple (laughs) driving. Yeah. (laughs) So you can see what they're saying is like affluent, you know, not saying that people with kids don't have Mercedes or whatever. I don't have kids and I don't have a Mercedes, but that audience targeting is, hey, luxury, stress-free. This car will make you happier. Whereas Toyota is like, hey, stress-free, this car will help you store your kids' toys in the back. And you might say to me and Heather, I don't like doing unicorns. That's fine. But you are going to have to fine-tune your audience 
to those la de <laughs> people who are willing to have wine with their cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frankly, yeah. And that and that's all comes down to really savvy marketing. Uh, and that comes down to when I think of higher end things, there's this guy on TikTok. He'll tell you the cheapest thing you can buy from extremely high end stores like Chanel. Oh, okay. And he'll be like, I got a deodorant. And they sell this deodorant, but it comes with all the accoutrement. Something. All this packaging, that luxury packaging is like, look, I got, uh, you know, the dust bag with, you know, yeah. Louis Vuitton on it, but all I bought was this perfume. So you can see that you're going to have to up your packaging game if you really want to appeal to that audience yeah. as well, where money is less of an object and it's more of an experience that they're looking yeah. for. But it comes down to knowing your numbers. Can you afford to buy five custom cutters for a set? Can you? It's, it's you not could, a yes or you no. You could if your numbers tell you you can't. Yes. You can't feel bad. There's no. There's not a lot of room for emotions in business. Math yeah. hates tears. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, you can only cry with math. But if your math problem, your unique math problem is going to deal with your unique ingredients, if you are using what? People use cream cheese or something? Some people do. That's going to increase their ingredients cost. Now they have less profitability. Are they going to have to charge a lower hourly rate or increase their asking price? That's going to be unique to you. I find a very dangerous question, not an evil question, not a bad question. A dangerous question is, what is everyone charging for this? Yeah. It's going to be very unique to their area, their packaging, their target audience, their branding, yeah. and their ingredients cost, and their skill set, skill level. Yeah, for sure. And what other people don't take, when I see those, what is everyone charging for this? One, did they bundle buy at Miss Cookie Packaging? <laughs> and, yeah. and spread that shipping cost over a bunch of products or... Did they like you buy just the bags of coals? And now that shipping is then translated uh -huh. to each one of those sales. Which as sh shipping would kind of be like indirect. It is. And like your your Americolor gels. Uh -huh. The Nifty 50 ain't free, my uh -huh. friends. But that's something a lot of times we buy it and we forget that cost because it was a lot up front, maybe like 150 bucks if we said for the Heavenly 70 set. Uh -huh. But that cost now translates. Every bit of, a little bit of profit of every sale. Mm -hmm. comes to pay that i'd even i even i've even throw this out there when you if you're teaching cookie classes it's fun to create a to-go bag yeah the thought is there and i really like the concept of it you're creating a better experience you're giving them something but think about how much that that you can teach the whole class without a goodie bag you i can, can guarantee it and if you create that goodie bag which feels like you need to fill it up to make it look valuable you're taking from your profit you're taking from your profits can you afford to take from your profits when i make a I don't, we don't do goodie bags i make a mini cookie of the next class of the next class to use for marketing like hey you see the cute little ghost our next class is a halloween class Please so if you're saying us. saying what you ballpark the cost of cookies maybe 30 cents but these are minis so we're gonna say 20 right cents, and then like a ghost with two eyeballs <laughs> yeah it was very yeah. low thing and then apparently these extremely valuable heat sealed bags which they all get in yes. a little ribbon yeah a little ribbon okay then, so that we have oh i told someone i was gonna sneak this on the the podcast just in case so. Just there you go. I did it. Um, just in case. So you have your heat seal. That's very small cost. So we're looking at maybe a dollar seventy cents. Dollar seventy cents for that. And so if I have a class of ten, I'm looking at what's uh, uh, you're roughly under seventeen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We should stop doing it. We should. And then what I also do is sometimes if I can find cutters on clearance. Nice. 
The cutter has to be under, I try to make it under 60 cents. Well, buddy, we're going to need to chop them. Cost. But however, Corey and I charge quite a high price. Here's another dangerous thing. A lot of people say, what are you guys charging for classes? Uh-huh. Corey and I teach classes together. That means our profit is split, yeah. much like everything else in life, including my birthday. <laughs> so I tell people $75 per ticket, but two people are teaching it. I want to include that because we have two hourly employees. We do. But right. the place that we teach at is free. So like, so we can move our, we can fudge the numbers to still be profitable, but that number, that overall ticket price has to be pretty high. So we don't have to be working at, you know, this is where the phrase razor thin margins. That yeah. means where you can't mess up. You can't <laughs> mess up. No, everyone has to show up. There's no credit. And when you are operating at razor thin margins, somebody canceling is it's going to destroy you. Yeah, and you won't have that flexibility to to be able to offer them a credit or to not tunnel on the fact that you need their money. Yeah, uh, that's why I always say uh, indirect costs should start funding an emergency fund. Yeah, that's going to. But once the emergency fund is funded, um, I know we say minimum a thousand. I would I would honestly suggest it to be around five thousand. Five thousand is going to buy you some time. It's, it's going to take some time to get there. <laughs> you, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. Second like best time is today. So if you're if you're waiting until next year to start an emergency fund, that's not you're not giving yourself enough runway. Yeah. The longer amount of time you can have to build an emergency fund, the less the cost will be monthly. Yeah, and the more customers you take on, the more you have to fund that because you have yes. happy customers paying into it, and then maybe next year you have. What one, do we say? Like happen. take a add an additional quarter to every order. Yeah, quarter Heather, to did the order. Heather did that math, and it was like. Let's I say, what do we want? Like an emergency fund of a thousand? But you can say that, but like if you want to do, can't do the math. Anymore. You need 4,000 orders with a quota. Okay. So let's say we add an extra, oh, if you needed an extra, let's say we add an extra $2. So if we're charging 42, we charge $44. Okay. We would need to take 500 orders to get a, a $1,000 emergency fund. So doable. After that, you free up two additional dollars you can pass on as a discount or start funding your Eddie fund. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't like operating at razor thin margins. Now, when the economy goes through squeezes like this, uh-huh. you're going to see people buy fewer things and you're going to panic. You're going to panic. And you're going to want to run to that number and lower it. You're going to be like, I got to lower my prices. I'm not making the sales. What I would suggest is make that, do not compete on price. Do not, it'll be a race to the bottom for you and many bakers also doing that panic adjustment. Yeah. Instead, Better marketing. Re- that their audience is there. They just need to be found. Sometimes uh, I don't always like doing custom orders because it does take me quite a long time to decorate. No, hurry what it I up. do Bye. love to do PYOs. Okay, take me no time. I saw to you busting out some PYOs. You're a PIA. This is a safe space. But I charge eight dollars for a PYO. Eight bucks. That's insane. Dollars. So a PIA cookie, <laughs> a PYL cookie is four inches, four and a half? Minus four inches that I do. Okay. If we're saying, what would you say? the co- You say the cost of cookie be 30 and 50 cents, uh-huh. 30 and 50 uh-huh. cents. It's going to depend on size, really. Right, for sure. So let's say 50 cents. Uh-huh. Well, then we have after ingredients cost, and but the labor is really low on this. It's white and this. Right, thing going. <laughs> right? But you have paintbrush and paint palette cost. True. So that's going to be unique, that. Yeah. And then you have, typically, POIOs are sold as individuals. Uh-huh. And how much do you, how many do you see a client ordering at any time? Two, one? You know, it depends. For parties, they'll order 10 to 12. That'd be nice. Get that party because then your marketing cost is spread to one yeah. person. If I had to sell 
I know we're just all over the map with pricing here, but you can see where these numbers can be fudged and moved and mm-hmm. shuffled around. But if I had to sell 10 cookies to one person, it's going to cost me less and in packaging than selling 10 cookies to 10 people. Yeah. So you can see like these, in a way, bulk ordering can, that's where you can start offering kind of a, and I don't want to talk about discounts. It's a very strong thing. You can only uh, do discount pricing manipula- manipulation if you have margin to work with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At no point can your mar- can your profit... At no point do you want your profit. You can do whatever you want. It's your business. Drive it into the ground if you want to. (laughs) At at no point should your profit be 0% unless that was intentional. Unless you said, I'm doing this to cover my costs, donate this to charity or some kind of thing like that. But even then in my heart, I'm like, there should be marketing (laughs) being done in that process. So I don't be like, this is strategic giving is what they call it is when you do a charitable donation with the payback that you'll be able to market effectively through them. Mm -hmm. In which case it is another pricing marketing strategy, but it has to be, and I love this word, intentional. You must have done it with intention. You must not have done it because you felt an exterior exterior pressure on pricing or something like that. I would say if somebody says no to your number, your your sales uh-huh. ticket number, it is because you have not increased the value proposition enough for them to part with their money. Yeah. So to say, well, I'm instead of increasing my value proposition, I'm going to ask for less, that's not marketing. That is not. No, it's not strategic marketing. In a way, you could make the sale, but yeah. it, and if you're still operating at a profit, okay, cool, that's fine. That's a discount now. Yeah. Uh, but what we want to do is increase the value. Hey, listen, Corey, if you buy these cookies for that mother-in-law that's never liked she you, will she them. will love you. Yeah. She, You will be the apple of her eyes. She will never talk to her own son again. You will be her adopted daughter-in-law. And that, if you can create that yeah. kind of vibe in a different, unique way, that's where you're going to be able to take their money. Another thing, this is just going a little tangenty, but me and Heather were talking about it. So hot is a tangent. I know. A few times in the group, I've we always will have new bakers entering the market. And thank you guys for joining. Yeah. And new bakers mean that the industry is viable. Is that a weird way you said that? Industry? I, I, industry. I, it, I did the, stumble on that. The Chateau industry. La, la industry. <laughs> um, we'll enter the market. Someone said a uh, local baker to me entered the market. She's charging $24 a dozen. I can't keep up with that. Should I lower my price? Yeah, Otherwise, I'm going, she'll, no one's going to order for me. You don't need to worry about her. Market will. The market will grab her and will hug her. Here's the it thing. It will buy too much of her. She will fill up with orders. Yeah, she will. And it will make you think, oh, no. $24 a dozen. Panic. Panic will ensue because you're like, those are my orders. I should be making those. Uh (laughs) But she's charging $24. Do I need a lower from $42 to maybe $30 You're still not competing at $24. No, you're still not. You're still a surcharge. the thing. The lady charging $24 is going to book out. But look down. She has the same two hands that you have. That's the most beautiful thing. So many hours in the day. Right. She's going to fill up. Well, we know she can't hire help because she's at she razor thin margin or she negative margin. To. Yeah. So what she's going to so do You don't is have to. Up. The market will handle her by giving her every order ever. Awesome. Great. Yeah. But she's going to need to raise her price because she's going to say, I'm operating at a loss. At or the end of the day. She's going to burn out and say, I, I can't do this anymore. Or raise the price, which we hope. Raise I like the raise yeah. the price and not the negative like answer I like one. That. We want people to be profitable yes. and live the lives they've always yeah. wanted, doing the work that they love. But don't look at someone and be like they're charging less, so I need to charge less. You cannot afford to. They're charging less, so I need to market better. Yeah. That should be the ultimate yeah. goal. I don't want the person who wants to pay twenty four dollars a dozen and be super picky on every single set. I would say though, keep your brand so far away from negativity. 
Don't say, I charge more because my ingredients are better. Likely you two are using the same ingredients. <laughs> Likely you guys are going to the same Diana Wegmans <laughs> and grabbing the same pouty sugar. What you're going to say is when somebody has a price objection, you can reason with them without casting a shadow on your competitor and say, hey, ingredients is very valuable to me. I've been in this. I've been doing this for 10 years. My skill set's really dialed and I can absolutely nail what you want. Yes. Should we sprinkle some luster dust on there too and make luster. it gold? So... It's knowing your cost. Your pricing is not a feeling. No. You don't wake up and feel your price. And the objection shouldn't create a feeling. This should create a challenge. A challenge. They're saying no to, they're saying yes to their budget and no to your price. They're not saying they don't like you. What I wager when we're talking about something as extra as cookies is they're saying no to your price at your current pitch. So, so you can do this. <laughs> you can either increase your value pitch or you can decrease your cost by making smaller cookies. Out, you already got them. You've already expended the money and time and effort in labor in marketing to get them to knock at your door. Mm-hmm. You were so close to getting them to tap that soccer ball into the goal. All you have to do is make it worth it. And you can do that by, you know, hey, I can actually do the better, all these great things. Or what if we work for a more simplistic design? It can shrink the cookie size by just a little bit. You won't even notice a difference. However, it'll save me an ingredients cost, which I can pass on to you. How are we shrinking the cookie size if we have the cookie cutters already? Well, I mean, you have to pretend we didn't. I'm not okay, even talking about right, the cookie right, thing. Right. Whoa. Wow. Sorry. I'm back to our, our case one. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, like, what's your, if you could give one tip. One tip. One tipless tip. One tipless top. Um, don't guess. It's not a guessing game. Fixed cost or fixed cost. Mm -hmm. The never been able to pay a cookie to Novak, the power company. They don't (laughs) don't take it as payment. (laughs) So because of that, I will need to charge accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was telling Corey, you can make more money by spending less money or by selling more. There's two ways to take that. And by spending less money, what can you do? Order in bulk. Uh, sell more to a single person instead of a few no to many people. No custom cutters, just plant. No custom usage. cutters. Uh, you Mixing can. Mixing your colors versus buying specialty ones. Yeah. Uh, don't do get goodie bags if that's cutting into your market. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of ratios yeah. here. But at the end, as long as everything creates a profitable company, um, you know, you can still have profit at 1%. That's razor thin. Or you can do a healthy 20%, in which case you're going to be able to do that emergency fund and maybe save for things that streamline your process, like a Bosch mixer and Eddie, things like that. That's how you're going to have a really healthy, long-standing actual business and not an expensive hobby. Yeah. And you might be like, well, how do I know what my recipe costs? There's cake cost. That one looks net. pretty na- neat. Pretty net. That's pretty net. There are some other recipe ones. If you just Google free recipe costing applications on Google, you can get that and you can start pricing out, costing out what your ingredients are. And ingredients are ever flowing. Butter is expensive. Eggs are now expensive. So you have to take and translate that into your pricing. And it'll be like, oh, well, hey, time, if you don't have time to do it, just know that you're leaving money on the table or taking it out of your own pocket. And if you know hey, that's you can fine. do this all in Excel. You can. You can do this yeah, all in Excel. Can. Heather loves her in Excel. It just it just helps. It just helps. It's a visualization of where my money's going. Yeah. All right, why not? You need a budget.com. It's not free. That's you get like a what thirty four day trial. <laughs> it literally included a yeah, bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take this to the cook call it. 
Let's start at the Vendy Blendy, of which the Oops. Cookie College is a participant. All right. Take so us to the old Vendy Blendy. This will be the lowest price ever, forever, of the Cookie College. Yeah. The way we did this is if you sign up for the Cookie College for the year up front, not only do you get the immediate two months free, so saving $68 twice, you yes. actually get three months free if you sign up on the Vendy Blendy Day. If you're like, Heather, I'm interested in joining. I don't want to sign up for the year. You can always sign up for just $68 a month. Cancel whenever. No obligation. It cancels at the end of your billing period, which is every 30 yes. days. However, we have been doing the Cookie College for over a year now. That's over a year's worth of freebie photos, courses, digital downloads. There's a lot. The number one complaint of the Cookie College is there's too much here. <laughs> so you capitalize on what, but we are constantly adding new things. And I think it is awesome. What is the Cookie College? It is basically marketing optimization and business management courses geared toward making you profitable. Oh, yeah. making bakers profitable. Uh, people say, well, I bake things that aren't cookies. Well, hey, I don't bake cookies at all, but I can sit down and talk to you about business strategy optimization. A lot of it is about time management. I really like saving time. Time is, you'll never guess. Money. And if we save time, save. we can make more money. Essentially, it's one of those things you can move about a bit. Yeah. That's yeah. why Eddie is a upfront cost at a long-term payback in the time saved. Because if I've seen Corey complain about anything, it's about corporate logo cookies. Corporate logo cookies. So we have the Vendi Blendy is on Thursday, which is crazy because I felt like it this is, is like on Thursday, you crazy Friday, man. Friday, Friday. Oh, good. I got a holiday. day. <laughs> uh, the Vendi Blendy is on Friday, Eastern Standard Time. If you're saying, hey, I am not in the U.S., I have actually gotten every vendor to tell me where they're shipping to, where they're willing to ship to, more worldwide than I thought. Did you post that yet? No, I'm going to have it pinned in the group for the Vendor Blender. The Vendor Blender starts on Friday, oh, the 25th. Can you post it before that so we can be enticed and know exactly what shops we need to shop You're at. rushing me. I haven't even announced okay, all the vendies. All right, all I'm working right. on it. I'm going to – I cannot sleep tonight no on my birthday. I will see myself I turn get, Before you feel bad for Heather, I gave her her own little birthday party last night. It was very fun. Corey tells me, okay, Corey posted a video of me. I look like I'm about <laughs> to jumpstart a car because that's what she said. She said, Heather, I'm having car problems. Of course, she just got a brand new battery a week ago. So I said, well, that's problematic at best, but I'm on my way. I'm at Tyson's, the mall. Can you just meet me? I'll, I'll pay for dinner. We come in and there's Corey's actually showered. I'm not. I did. I look like I got back from a five mile walk, which I did. You know what? Your like yeah. snot nose eye yes. thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, walk in and there's a balloon in my twin sister and summer. What's my little crazy sister is I hired a local baker to make her cake. It, that it was delicious. It was delicious. I ate. I I just ate so much icing. I got ahead of these cake balls and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take these home." I said, "No, I'm gonna take took them my home for myself." Did our two time? I had oh, yeah, we, we had a cake ball party. <laughs> Who'd you order it from? I got it from Cookies and Calligraphy. Thank she you. lives right over, just down the road away. By Wheelie. What area is that? Wheelie Avenue? Yeah. I feel like it's Fairfax. We said Sterling Herndon. It felt Centerville? like that's over there. Centerville? That's it was the on cross. Centerville Road. Okay. I think that's the cross between Fairfax. Yeah, it was off Frying Pan Road. People, she's probably like, stop telling people my address. Yes. Here, no. <laughs> I can you turn right. I could not find her house. She's like, I kept seeing your blue car pass by. I was yelling, but you weren't looking. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Corey got me a meditation. Oh, mm. It is. I would say a meditation circle. Ball. Yeah, this contraption that has, I was, I think, eight meditations across, but for every like stage, you could do sleeping, relaxing, stretching. It had eight 
workshops. So it's like 200 options. And what it does is it doesn't use any like No lights, app No either. LED lights, like, no app. It which I thought was pretty nifty because when you use a meditation app on your phone, you're also staring at your phone. You're staring at your phone <laughs> yeah. and you're more apt to, to click app. on what. <laughs> so what this does is in the quietness of the night, you turn these two little hand dials on it. They're very cool looking. And then there's an option for duration of time. So yeah, it, technically it's only, you only have two. It's like eight, eight and 20. 20. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty nifty thing. And also it's it's quite got a speaker on it. I cannot wait to see here it goes. If you oh, I'll like bring it up one. down. Next, Heather got me. Weird, like a stress is what I call it. <laughs> it's a breathalyzer for your stress. <laughs> so if you, uh, I really like the Andrew Huberman podcast. The guy is like, if you know him and he, if he's single, tell him I am too. <laughs> and I love him. Anyways, he says, and if you see any of the meditation apps, that breath work is a really great way to lower cortisol very quickly. So Corey's been working under stress. 33 and free. We said 34 is no more. Yeah. We've got to completely get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get, a, get rid of it in 33. <laughs> yeah. And this little thing is you breathe into it and it's just it breath control. your breath. So it's, it's not It's not like understanding the no, molecules no, in our mouth. It's forcing you to breathe slowly three and minute, deliberately. Three minutes of breath work and it has a light to sub, you know, breathe in through your nose, out oh. through your mouth into this contraption and then your breath hits this scent plate yeah, scent and puffs peppermint back in your face. Yeah, so you're breathing in peppermint, which is a relaxer, a mood relaxer. And then you're breathing out very slowly till these three lights come on. And for three minutes, that will, if if you've ever seen anyone that talks about stress management, the fastest way to lower your stress is to breathe. Uh, A lot of times, if you pay attention to what's happening when you're stressed, is you have very short breaths. Yes. Um, Your heart rate is higher, elevated. And you're like, you know, very uh, nasally breaths. But if you breathe in through your nose deeply and breathe out through your mouth in a slow, processed way, you're actually going to be a lot calmer at the end and think more clearly. Yeah. So it's almost like it looks like an inhaler. It does. <laughs> and you can bring it in your pocket. It has a little satchel. <laughs> you can it bring does. It with you. <laughs> and a little cap so that little minty thing stays minty. <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird gift. I gave Corey the receipts and she could return it. I like, knew what we got each other. And I said, tell me what Heather got me. He's like, I can't, but you both are very weird. And if it's right now. His face. And I said, oh, I got it. He's like, okay. <laughs> You guys do what you do. <laughs> you guys keep on going. 34 is a weird year. Okay, but, go into your Vendi blend. I'm so sorry. Oh, so the Vendi blendy starts this Friday at 12 a.m. That we Eastern Standard Time. So New York, if you're looking for one of those converters. Yeah. And what happens is at midnight, I'm going to open the doors. All these vendors are offering 20% or more. And the only uh, requirement that they have is they've got to keep it up for 24 hours. And then after that, we everything ends. Yes. Uh, so the Vendi blendy operates in a Facebook group. But currently, you can only pendy for the Vendi Blendy. So request a group. You will not get in until November 25th at 12 a.m. Corey what? will be up. Corey will be up. Uh, yeah, with my breath analyzer. Okay. My stress analyzer. We'll be awake. we got to click accept a lot. I know, except for I tried to get in there this morning. It would not load the... Yikers. I don't have PTSD. Because <laughs> people will be like, I am in my stress, my stress Yeah, I think I'm going to need two of them. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> peppermint and lavender. <laughs> Uh, and then, anyway, throughout the day, uh, the vendors themselves will be making posts if you want to see a demonstration. A lot of these vendors have been stocking up their shops, so I okay. encourage you to snag a deal. In fact, you know what I did? I created, like I said last time, I created a spreadsheet. This has been Black Week. If you guys have noticed, uh, because a lot of these major companies haven't had the sales that yeah. they want as the economy turns, they've increased Black Friday. 
to be a cyber week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I had signed up for the email list of all these places yeah. I wanted to buy these Christmas gifts uh-huh. from. I'm a deal hunter. You are a Give deal hunter. Give me a discount. So anyways, I bought them all. So you guys are going to be able to do that. And fun stuff, there's door prizes throughout the day. One of those being oh this is the Eddie, Eddie, the edible printer. So Corey said, Heather, stop making it so complicated. And just let them go follow the SEM account on Instagram and comment in a pin thread done. If you already follow Instagram, you can just say done. You can just say done. You are included. We will pick from that comment section in that group. Yeah. Um, and then we will announce it back in the main group the next day because we got to le- leave it up for 24 We're hours. up 20. So there's no excuse that you had to take a turkey-induced nap. You can wake up and do PTSD when she's like, you have one hour, 2.22 to 3.22. Was the 2.22 second booth day back? Yeah. That was That was the last Eddie giveaway. People are like, I'm going to be in class. I'll have to step out and pretend I'm taking it. You know, if you wanted it, you would. (laughs) (laughs) If you wanted it, you would. So that will be this Friday. Can't wait to not talk about the Vendy Blendy ever again until next year. But I think it'll be exciting. I know. We actually had a vendor just I sign up. Some stuff, so brace yourself. I'm what are you buying? To the company card. What are you <laughs> buying? Um, some cookie cutters. Okay. I was going to. Someone is selling the sweetest tier stencil holder, which I do already have. But if you were thinking about how you want to streamline your PYOs, that stencil holder. She said she's going to have them. They're going to be discounted, but she has limited yeah, supplies. They're going to sell. Actually, I just wanted Kelly, uh, Kelly Elliott. She said, Heather, I would like to join the Vendy Blendy. I understand that I have missed every promo option ever, <laughs> but she's like better late than never. I know you girls are constantly saying doing it. She's launched her Etsy store at 20% off. She's going to be doing edible images um, in three inch circles, 2.05 by two seven sides. Seven five rectangles and edible images are best known for Polaroid picture cookies and yeah. custom logo cookies. So I'll have to see more about what she's offering. The shop name is Aunt Keys Cookies, and she's doing twenty percent off. So that'll be fun. Noise, and I'll add her to the list. I've got to post up the rest of these. I would just post them. Just post it's them. hard to make the little graphics. Okay, you're right. You're right. I don't think that people really like the graphics. Really, you know. What? It's no? a lot of reading on them. Hey, you I know what I, you know I can call you out on? There's no more thanks, thankful posts. Continuing on with it. Corey, oh, you, I you ran. Busy, <laughs> what are you thankful I'm for thankful today? for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you off the hook. Uh, so that will be the Vendy Blendy. And I think we'll it'll be, be exciting. About it. For the rest of the week. So. Apparently, endlessly. I've yeah. got a lot of posts to make. we got we got a lot of posts to make. Yeah. Uh, the Parnells are doing Sugar Dash Co. She was like, are you going to give us stuff to promote this with? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so i got to send them out. And then i got to get them in the group. Yeah. i got to get the vendors in the group. Got them tagged as group experts so that way we can improve their posts because they'll be the only ones yeah. allowed to post that day. All right. Okay, take us on to the next. Do we have any voicemail? Did anyone text us? Oh my goodness! The, you didn't Gosh, check the mailbag. They even said you're not going to no check one told the mailbag. Me to check, Corey. You the said mailbag. write us a card. If anyone didn't know, it's also Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday today. I love her yogurt. <laughs> that is and her acting. <laughs> Come on, hold, get off your phone and talk. Oh, about I was this. okay. Oh. Yeah, happy birthdays. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corey, you're gonna have to do more than that. What if there's nothing here? <laughs> Yikers! <laughs> happy birthday to my favorite twins. No favorites here. Sorry, Amanda at Sweet Faith Bakes. Thank you, Amanda. Hold on, that was amazing. Thank if you. she's the only one, she's my new favorite. <laughs> this is actually a question. You mind? No, go ahead. 
Hi, Heather and Corey. I hope you guys are well in this holiday craziness. I was just listening to the most recent podcast and the part about Google My Business got me thinking. Google My Business is now called Google Business Profile. Side sidebar. You mentioned treating it like social media. So my question is, are we actually supposed to be treating it like social media? It should be more formal than that. Like same type of content posts we might be making to IG or Facebook, or is it supposed to be different? It's been in the back of my head that I'm supposed to be more active on it, but I have no idea what it should look like. Here's the thing. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to read it. But, but it has an SEO factor. And the more active you are on those profiles, the more Google likes you. Yeah, so it's there's two different parts. You can add photos to your listing, and that that's great. It goes to the photos. People can scroll through the photos. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just add photos to the updates portion. I would add updates like, hey, new menu item. Here's the next cookie class we're having. Hey, I had a rebrand. Hey, it's my business's birthday. You can uh, list events. They'll stick at the top until the event passes. I think you can even list discounts. You can't. So the, the discounts go to followers, which is oh, something that hasn't really picked up. Google switched Google, my business, to Google Business Profiles and re- and nixed their app and now you can only access it on google maps Maps. and i think that was intentional to force business owners to be more active on the yeah the platform so i would say responding to all the reviews you get a free odd website through google (laughs) if you don't have a website use that one if you do have a website don't use that one i can't find it to edit it (laughs) it's harder to get to locate it (laughs) i'll help you okay um so you have that if you didn't have a website link you could do that you can link can you link your social media profiles on there no, I don't think so. I know. It's always it, changing. Hey, it's called a knowledge panel. Okay. It'll find it if it thinks you've associated them well enough. Okay. That's done by the, the bot himself. Right. Your job is to better associate that and to yeah. associate your profiles, have the same links. Oh, we need to oh. create a little cesspool of links. Yeah. You can say you can and put your menu on there. Um, Products, menu services. can have pricing on there. Uh-huh. They've add appointment. Hours they ish, they've added, uh, you know, sir, you can add a COVID update, though. <laughs> you can you can fill it out like women owned. Um, yeah, identity. Your payment, what, you identity? what you can take for payment. Yeah, it's constantly changing. Your hours, they love when you have to do your hours. Holiday hours. Yeah. You can say I'm taking off this day. like, Corey, are you going to be working this day? And I'm like, I'm not planning. To, <laughs> not planning to work any day, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Google My Business, definitely check it out. You can set service areas. Now, think of Google Maps. It prefers brick and mortars. And you're always going to take a second place to brick and mortars. But if you don't have a lot of com- competing brick and mortars, it's going to be a solid bet for leads. Yeah. Um, even if you do have competing brick and mortar, still do it. Yeah. It's a part just of that search engine algorithm. All my photos every week. I just oh, you do great job every single week. Great job. Um, happy birthday, twins! This is Liz from North Carolina. I just wanted to wish you both the happiest of birthdays and tell you how much you both have changed my business. I've learned so much valuable information in the main group and then in the Cookie College during my time as a student. Go get those bun heinies a bun cake to celebrate. <laughs> Amen, Liz. You have me. I was actually going to go to the bun cake place tomorrow. Yeah, Heather's going to give you a big bun. A big bun. <laughs> a big bun. <laughs> a big bun. Uh, okay, Corey, take us to the um, sponsors because they keep this going. The sponsors. Without them, we wouldn't be around here. Maybe but we want to give a shout out to AE Court backers. First off, AE Court is going to be a part of the Vendor Blender on Friday. They always are offering anyone in Trigger Cookie Marketing 20% off using the code SUGAR cookie not plural at checkout but on friday they will be offering 30 percent off she's in the vendy blendy she's in the vendy blendy the thing is she will sell out she She will she's gonna sell out of the primaries but she's a lot more now than last year she she prepped all year yeah but a lot more like 
Color oh yeah, range. different colors. Yeah. Like she has like a vibrant set. I wouldn't sleep on the vibrant set. I, I love think those are I pop. Love, so there's lemon. We have the green. Apricot. They have a dark purple. Apricot. Dark red. Is it apricot or, or apricot? Apricot. Depends if you're fancy. middle class or lower. <laughs> apricot. <laughs> apricot. <laughs> so definitely AE core backers. It's food safe. It's matte. So that means it's not going to shine back into your lens and create Smart. an ugly glare. It's hard to Photoshop out. It is. Lens glare. Um, it's scratch resistant. It's waterproof. You, you can... can Pour syrup, chocolate syrup, is right it on there. Bead proof. It's are we as any of us? I love putting my beads on there. Um, what else is it? Um, Apparently, it'll file your taxes for you have to assume. Oh, okay. Next uh, sponsor is Eddie. Yes, he is also the giveaway. Eddie's in it. A, a direct to food printer. If that sounds insane, it only is because it is, and that's why he is so neat. If I guess the best way to. Con- describe what he does is take your airbrush and imagine that that happens in 10 seconds on your gb you can do videos now oh nice very nice (laughs) we got to change your name to get rid of the formula right yeah not yet we were supposed to talk about rebranding on the podcast coming up but eddie primera is the company who creates eddie it's a it's a printer he's he he knows his worth he's three thousand dollars so you could win an eddie during the vendi blendy um and that's because you got to thank all those vendies they paid into giving that away so congrats to them for taking an investment it's now our job to make sure it's profitable And it's your guys' job to spend money side us. <laughs> and then somebody is going to get an Eddie, which sh- ships internationally. So Yeah, so I think we're how many people are pending for the Vendy? Four thousand? It's over four thousand. It was four thousand when I made a hilarious. I'll say name our last, last um sponsor is Royal Batch. It is a meringue powder made by a company called Bakety Bake. The Royal Batch is my favorite. Do not sell her out. I will hate you. It already has three ingredients in it, which is corn syrup, vanilla extract, and white food coloring. So you save on those three. Talk about knowing your product costs, my friends. Meringue powder is part of that. Um, so you can order. Another way you can fudge the numbers, getting discounts on ingredients costs. Because you can use the code TWINS at checkout and save go. 10%. There she you ships go. United States and Canada now, folks. So try it. Buy it. I don't know the last thing to run with that. Don't cry Don't cry it. in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an additional ingredient cost. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that takes us through the podcast. Thank you guys so much for texting in. If you mailed a card in, Corey didn't check it, but will. it will make next week even more yeah. exciting. And all those people who took the time and other days to comment You know today. what? I said, so Corey usually mopes this entire month. I do. She really does. And she's like, nobody cares about a birthday. I said, nobody cares about you after 25. True. <laughs> but I got to say, Corey, I saw her today. We met at Olive Garden, obviously. And I said, if you aren't overwhelmed oh, by the loved. outpouring of just great jokes, fun people, good vibes, uppers in that yeah. group. I feel, a- I feel loved. I feel cherished. I feel appreciated. Seen and understood. <laughs> That's what other boyfriends said. He was misunderstood and I made sure he understood. But thank you guys so much. It truly, you know, and this is our Thanksgiving cry? podcast. I'm trying not to. What we, me and Heather will sit and talk to each other and be like, I cannot believe that we are lucky enough to get to be involved in so many people's lives. Isn't it crazy? It is so just, I stand in awe of it. Stand in awe? I do not take it lightly. Your success is truly my success. When you're doing the little jig in your kitchen, I am too doing the jig in my kitchen. When you're doing the little you? the cry in the kitchen? We're crying as well. We love to help you. We love that you are open 
to us helping you. Yeah, that's half the battle, man. It's hard to get critiqued. It's hard to put yourself out there and say, I think I tried to do a little. Please help me. It's hard to say, I'm not sure if this photo looks good, but I tried my best. The best part is I'm learning from you guys. Yeah. I've learned so many things. Just the power of this many people giving this much experience oh. has allowed us to create a lot of data points and kind of make adjustments, even in our own business, that's to say that's a better idea. For sure. And just the graciousness and the camaraderie Really, I honestly did not know the baking community was so tenderhearted and just willing to lift up each other. Yeah. It's a hard thing to be a solopreneur. It's lonely. Yeah. You can get into your feels. You can get into your mind. You can feel like that's self-doubt screaming. You're charging too much. That's why I know I was buying from you. You're not that good. Yeah. But then you can come into the group like Sugar Cookie Marketing and be like, hey, guys, just want to bounce this off of people who've maybe been in the industry a little longer. Am I off base here? Should I be? Is my price a little? Sugar Cookie Marketing Group is 37,000 of your coworkers. Yeah. And then we have the water cooler and we have the business meetings and we have the classes <laughs> and the trainings <laughs> the and we have threads. the work. Yeah. yeah. It's just. That you allow us in your life, that you take the time to listen to us giggle and mumble each week. Mm. It is humbling, but we are so grateful and thankful. And I will say, definitely blessed. Good. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag. Hashtag thankful. Hashtag stormy. <laughs> but thank you guys for putting up with this each week. If you, if no one has said it to you, we are thankful for you. Um, oh, yeah. Well, there you're thankful. Prom came back in. Eat a, eat a slime pies for me. Slime. <laughs> slime. 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 Slime.